Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisper and Brew. Welcome back to the Job Position Podcast. I'm your host, CSC Whisperer. Um, boasting a nice score, as you can see. Joined by Brewer C. How are we going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Obviously, Supercoach was a was a pretty good week for me. Uh, finished up with a 13-12. So, pretty, pretty, I guess, monster score from, from what I can see around. I've seen three or four scores that have been bigger floating around. So... Uh, not a bad week. I just want to give uh, a little brief moment. Lord, our new king is here, Nico Hines. Um, mate, I saw you posting a photo on Twitter of him as your VC. There was no mention of him entering your side come Tuesday. I'm just going to stop asking you your sides um, come trade time because it changes every week. What what did you end up doing? What trades did you end up making? Mine changed a little bit from Tuesday, um, but I'll I'll run that in a second. But what did you do, man? Yeah, because by the time we have TLT and then jump on the on the air, I don't have much time to play around very much. So I um I was quite confident. I said I think on last week's pod, I think I made the bold prediction that he would get back to back tons. I was pretty confident in that. And that confidence made me go, you know what, if I really think that he's going to do that, then I may as well just buy him. So rather than going another gun player, I opted to to go Schneider all the way up to Hines. And I did that by selling Clemmer down to Max King. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I am, I'm debating whether we just bite the bull and get Schneider back in after trading him out. Um, I might cut ties with Sammy Walks. I don't, I don't want to, but um, we'll touch on it. Um, mate, the chat is blowing up after they've seen my score. So that, that makes me feel a little bit giddy inside because the first two weeks have been rough. I, I should see some, some green arrows. Uh, we were, we were very blessed. Um, Nanai, Dylan Brown, Ryan Pappenhauser, Nico Hines. Um, who else did we have to go big? I brought in Talon May, played him. Isaac Tago, played him. Like everything that could go right did go right. My, um, my AE was Andrew Fafita and him getting Sinbin wasn't ideal. Because that was ten points off the table. Max King not playing his usual minutes, not ideal. But I mean, I can't be upset with thirteen twelve. Um, so very very nice. We should see some green arrows. I think you're sitting about par. I think a thousand and fifty seven is is kind of par. Um, for my trades, we ended up going. Uh, obviously, Angus Crichton out. I was deciding all week between Crichton and Fafita. Made the right call with Fafita, held on to him. Didn't do fantastic, but 70-something in, in nothing is fine. So we traded out Fafita. We pr- traded out Britton Akora, who decided to pull his finger out and do something this week, finally. Um, and we also traded out... Uh, God, well, there was one more person. Can't remember. Traded out someone. Uh, and we brought in Beaufort, um, Talon May, and 
Oh yeah, and Brad Schneider. So we, and we brought in Nico Hines. So uh, both of them all went for ninety plus. Um, Talon May went over hundred. Nico Hines went one hundred and twenty seven. So three pretty good trade ins. Um, Britton Nakora getting sixty seven was kind of weird, all in base as well. But yeah, it is what it is. You take you take the good with the bad. Um, the only difference I could have made looking at my side, the only difference that I could have made um, was starting Billy Smith over Will Panasini. That would have netted me another thirty points or so. But over overall, like I, I cannot complain with the week that I had. Um, everything went right, and then seeing Nana Nanai crash over for three tries this afternoon was was very very handy, mate. Let's move into the first game. The pouring wet. I was tempted to straight see Nico, but as I saw it was pissing down, I I took the C off him and, and we stuck the the vice captaincy on him. But he just he's just a gun. Like he's getting so many touches. Um, I'm very very happy to admit that I was wrong on Nico Hines. He is an absolute sensation. Um. I'm going to try and work out how to run Cleary and Hines in my halves together. But for now, I mean, 124 from Nico. You must be pretty filthy because you were his biggest fan all preseason and then didn't end up biting the bullet. But yeah, you're pretty happy overall now that you're an owner. Yeah, I had Walker and Hines as the combo for so long. And then I was kind of like, I don't think I can give up Schneider goal-kicking rookie half. And then I ended up doing it anyway. So... It's a bit frustrating, um, but I'm. Oh, I was. I'm just happy to see Hines succeed. To be honest, I, I really like the kid, and I was very confident he'd succeed. So seeing him do that's been good. And now I'm back on the train, and he's he's sticking in my side. It's going to be really tricky this year because, like in the short term, I want Brown and Munster. I want Cleary and Hines, and that's that's a very expensive halves combo. Yeah, but. I mean, no one else is really doing a whole lot to justify it. And the halves are kind of killing it. Um, Cody Walker also came back to a little bit of relevance as well. And he'll be dirt cheap in a couple of weeks when that South store opens up. So he's someone there to consider. Um, but overall, like the Sharks, the Sharks were just too good on the night. Um, you got Matt Ikevalu. He got an 89. Uh, Sianni Katoa with a 78. Jesse Raymond with a 75. As I said, Britton Akora, 67. Pretty much all in base. There was no question... 20 minutes into this game, who would win? Once Jaden Sewer got sin-binned, uh, the Sharks just took full control of that and, and ran away with it. Um, as I said, the only downside for me was Andrew Fafita, him getting sin-binned with 10 seconds to go like a numpty. He lost <laughs> me lost me 10 points as my AE, but as I said, you, you cannot complain. Um, Braden Trindle, I thought I thought Blake Braley's minutes would be affected with Braden Trindle and McKen McKenna sort of on the bench, but Trindle played very little minutes and, and Braley continued to do what he's been doing the first two weeks so people that jumped on him yeah I'd be I'd be writing him out because a little bit of uncertainty with Harry Grant what's he going to be like coming back from COVID is Brandon Smith going to be taking minutes out of that hooker role like we don't know um so if you did go for example like Reed to um to Blake Braley you're doing fantastically there for the Dragons mate uh Jack Bird with a 66 with a try Zach Lomax 65 doing sweet FA uh Ben Hunt with a 62 not much else to really talk about there there was, yeah, no. the Sharks just dominated this one. Uh, once they had the man advantage, they, they did not let up. Unlike another side that we'll talk about that had a man advantage and butchered the game, um, the Sharks were just ruthless. Yeah, it was um, it was a very one-sided game. The Sharks pretty much dominated the contest. And as you said, even Bird, like Bird scores 66, but it's with a try and a line break, so it's not that impressive. Lomax is, is good. Um, if the Dragons find form, he'll be a real good option. Yeah. Outside of that, it was just all sharkies. Yeah, I really want, um, I really want Lomax, but like the draw never gets stable for for the dragons. It's always like two good ones, two bad ones, a good one, a bad one. 
So Lomax has proven that he can score, but yeah, I just want to see the shot, the Dragons click a little bit better. Uh, moving into game two. Oh my goodness, this was this was awful. The Tigers, the tw- Tigers twelve, the Warriors sixteen. Mate, the Tigers should have won this one by about twenty points, but that was that was the last twenty minutes of that game was one of the most frustrating ones I've watched as a Tigers fan. I'm not a devoted footy fan. Like if the Tigers lose, it doesn't ruin my week. I don't really care that much. Um, but like this was one of the ones that like the Tigers will look at. They go, well, this this got away from us. The Tigers played shocking and still should have won. As a Warriors fan, you, you've got to be concerned about this performance despite getting the two points. Yeah, they are missing Sean Johnson and they've had three different halves combos, but so I'll give them that. But in terms of match quality over the weekend, this was certainly one of the worst games that I watched. Um, I feel the Tigers were a little bit hard done by, obviously. Obviously, sorry, uh, Luciano, he definitely scored that try. They didn't even go upstairs and review the thing. I think the Warriors ended up scoring shortly after. Um, So I did feel bad for the Tigers. I will say this, but uh, Gildart looks real dangerous on the left. Everything that they were doing that was good was was off the back of, you know, Gildart making a line break. So shout out to him. Yeah, he looked really good. Uh, A lot of ball going his way and he, he did look good. Uh, for the Tigers, James Tamo with a try, top score with a 70. He actually top scored this game in total. Uh, Jock Madden looked really, really good. I really liked what I saw from Jock Madden uh, with a 63. Luke Brooks with a 62. Oliver Gildhart, you said, with a 60. Not much else to really touch on there. Stefano, we'll come on to him later on in the show, but the experiment is over. 30 points out for up to 10 weeks with a syndesmosis, a high-grade syndesmosis. So, um, Stefano owners, you've got a sell happening. Uh, for the Warriors, Ewan Aiken with a try. No line break there, but 61. Josh Curran with a 56. Um, this was my concern with Josh Curran in the preseason. When the attack doesn't come, the base isn't fantastic. Um, I much prefer him on an edge because the minutes are probably going to be a little bit better. But still, like 56 is serviceable, just not fantastic. Uh, Matt Lodge with a 50. That's about it. Fanua Blake, 41. No line break this week, and that's kind of what he's been putting out week after week. Uh, and Elikatar with a 20-point game. So he had a, an eye injury, I'm pretty sure, kind of a weird one there, but he went off for a HIA but passed it and then was given a, like an eye injury or something and didn't come back on. So pretty pretty rough score for owners there. But yeah, Ewan Aiken for the Warriors with a 61 was their top scorer. Uh, the This was a really good game uh, for a neutral. For you, it might not be a great game to watch back, but the Bunnies 28, the Roosters 16, as a Shooks fan, mate, give me your perspective on this game and, and where it was won, where it was lost, because um, you guys did not look good at all. I think we lost it in two key areas. There was two tries, one early on and one late in the game where we basically just handed them a try. I think one, one was Teddy butchering a, a quick restart. I can't remember what the second one was, but I think Latrell scored off the back of it. So there's there's one reason, you know, you can't give away simple points like that. The other one was just errors, trying too hard almost, trying to be too fancy. Um, Tedesco had to like a... To, Teddy had like a weird God complex, and I put that on Twitter. Like, it just looked like Teddy wanted to do it all, but it just wasn't working at all. Look, it was a disappointing performance. It was good to see them nearly get it back to level. Um and it was a contest, obviously, from for the definitely the middle period of that game, it was a real contest. It's just, yeah, I just think they shot themselves in the foot a little bit too much in the game. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, for the Chooks, though, Cam Murray, your boy, 
129. This was a just an absolute masterclass game from him. Yeah, he um he tore it apart. Obviously, getting the early try was a great kickstart, but he just kept going. Uh, he he was playing like the best lock in the game. I still think that's that's as I yell, but. If he plays more games like that, Cam Murray will certainly come into the conversation. Yeah, he made I think, I think Victor it, Radley look very average. I think the clear-cut consensus is Yo and Murray. Uh, some have Yo, I have Yo, some have Murray. Um, but it's you can't really argue either way. Both of them just do a fantastic job. Both of them are the blueprint, I feel, um, for just being a, a modern-day 13. But yeah, he top-scored with 129. Keon Kulmatungi with an 86 uh, Damien Cook with went back to some form with a 75. Jai Arrow with a 61. Disappointed. Um, he had 73 pre-updates. And I don't know what he lost, but yeah, he had a line break in there. So, uh, and the minutes weren't fantastic. So, Jai Arrow, could, we, we, we could look to move him on, uh, but there's no one else in that really price bracket there. Like sort of moving forward for me to look at. Uh, Cody Walker with a 59, as I said, came back a little bit, but his break even was 200. So, he will lose a fair chunk of coin. For the Chookies, uh, Joey Marnie with a 75, uh, Daniel Tupo with a 71, uh, CRC Takiyaho, two weeks in a row with pretty good scores. I think he had a 69 last week, 67 this week, uh, Teddy with a 64. I was worried as a non-Teddy captain after the first like 20 minutes because he just looked to be in everything and then that sort of turned into a bit of a horror show, um, wasn't one of his finer games, so for him to end on a 64 was good as a non-captainer. Uh, popular trade in Nat Butcher with a 59. Do you think this horrible performance from the Chooks forces Robbo's hand to put Gus back in the starting side? I don't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I really hope Angus comes back in. He um, didn't really look impactful I, in the middle as what we thought he would have off the bench. Just kind of looked very meat and potatoes from in the middle. His best place is on the edge, so I certainly want to see him back on the edge, but we will see what happens. Like if Nat Butcher was on the... Let's say it was Angus injured and Nat Butcher was taking that wing. I would have jumped on last week, no problems. But there's just too much uncertainty, which puts me off both of them for the time being. Yeah, that was my issue. Like, what if this turned into a four-week thing and we've just got Angus plugging 30s from the bench, which which is not ideal. Um, I am at a crossroads with what to do with Sam Walker. 41, not a great game to, 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 to judge him on. And the Roosters have a fantastic draw coming up. But when 180k halfback is scoring 79 points, it makes it hard for me to to not get him back in and cut ties with Sam Walker and upgrade elsewhere. And I'll give you my sort of initial trade thoughts at the end of the episode, and I'd love to get your thoughts on them. Um, but yeah, I bought Walker for rounds four to ten, but just his involvement. I know he's getting a lot of touches, but they don't look like quality touches. Um, whereas Kiri and, and Tedesco are still out the back making plays happen. Speaking of Kiri, though, only nineteen points. So, look, we'll we'll touch on we'll touch on Simbins and send offs. Kiri features in one of them, but I'm not sure if it's time to cut ties with Kiri yet. But what do you what are you thinking? Obviously, you're a non-owner. I'm a non-owner, so it's easier for us to say. But seeing him get a nineteen, what are we doing with with Kiri? Are, are we selling him or are we holding firm with that Roosters draw coming up? It's a bit tough because. You know, Kiri is a flat track bully. So the, you could get some luck with him over the coming month, but I wouldn't hold with confidence. Yeah, 100%. Uh, okay, game four this week. The Panthers, 38, the Knights, 20. I watched parts of this game. I didn't get to watch it all. I had to go back and watch the highlights, but let's just get the elephant in the room out of the way. My thoughts on Mitch Barnett are very clear. 
Um, if that happened outside of a footy field, that would be a jailable offence. Um, it's let's just call it what it is. It's a dog shot. You can say he's a good bloke. You can say it's a, a brain snap. Whatever you want. Uh, it was significantly late. It wasn't a split second thing. It was it was quite late and cocked elbow to the throat. Uh, very very lucky that Chris Smith is not seriously uh, harmed and and mate, if he, if he gets twelve weeks, cool. Like that that's got to be it. Like I feel like ten to twelve weeks surely. I know some people are calling for four to six, but it was just it was barbaric and brutal and and it's got no place in our game whatsoever. I don't know what to expect from the judiciary these days. I'm thinking it's in the 8 to 12 range, so we'll see if that's what he gets. I know years ago someone got about 16 weeks for a similar incident, but we're talking a long time ago. Um, So we'll see what happens with that one. This game was pretty fun to watch. I got a lot of respect for Newcastle out of this game. You know, that scoreline does not really reflect the match itself. You know, there was a couple of late tries to the Panthers, which blew that out. But the Panthers, sorry, the Panthers being, you know, only six in front with about, say, eight to ten minutes to go was an amazing effort considering Barnett went in like the 33rd minute or something like that. So, bravo to uh, Newcastle. Uh, Let's touch on the Panthers because it was two young kids, two absolute weapons. Talon May, Isaac Tago combined for over 200 points on that left-hand side and everything went through them. And considering the amount of tries they scored... To see Viliam and kick out in 31 points has to be a bitter pill to swallow for owners. Yeah. Uh, Beard actually... We, 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 Beard we got said this. both kick out and Olakowatu this week. Yeah, way. that's brutal. We, we said this, though. Like, we said on the pod, like... And it's it's not a it's not a revolutionary statement. We're not geniuses for saying this, but kick out is just that 100 or 30 guy. Like, he will, he will tear it up or he will do sweet FA. I did love to see it, though. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. So did I. Um, I, fade, I did I, love seeing it. I faded Olakowatu. I faded Frizzell. Um, I faded um, Kikau as well. Um, I faded Josh King. Not ideal. But, yeah, to see the other three sort of go less than what we thought they were sort of capable of is great. But May and Tago, mate, like, they are just... The chemistry is real with those two. You can tell they've played a lot of footy together in the juniors. Yeah, they look like the best center wing combo in the competition and they it's their first game playing together. So I'm not saying they are, but I'm just saying that's what they look like. That that they were just electric and it really seemed to I don't know, it did something to Tago. He just he, he grew another leg in this match and he looked awesome. He was involved in everything as well. And obviously I thought Tago was more impressive than May, to be honest with you. May just, you know, at the end was lucky enough to be the one to to fall over for for a couple of tries. But, yeah, it was a super impressive effort from those two, especially being such young kids. Penrith is loaded with young talent. Uh, yeah, it's just not fair with the, the Penrith system as to what they've got happening. But yeah, they, they looked really good, All albeit it was against 12 men. So take that with, with what you will. But, yeah, I've got no issues playing May, May moving forward. Um, they get Cleary back, Cleary back next week, which is going to be a huge, huge boost for them. And then, yeah, so... It is what it is. Uh, they were fantastic, and I feel like I'm ten foot tall. The fact that I brought Talon May in and played him, so yeah, really, really nice. Uh, Stephen Crichton, six, oh, 85, Sorry, Stephen Crichton's grown gone to another level as well. Like he was always a a fantastic footy player, but it never really translated to super coach. And this year has been fantastic for him. We'll lose the goal kicking, so I'll probably lose a, a couple of points there. But I mean, overall, like he's been very, very handy. Um, Jerome Luai as well. The myth without Nathan Cleary finally had a good game. Play, uh, scored 75 points, so good for owners there. 
Uh, Dylan Edwards with a 74. Ch- uh, look, you know you've had a bad day if you're Newcastle when Charlie Staines has scored more than 20 points and he pumped out a 60. So good for Charlie Staines. Well done. Um, Isaiah Yo. a lot of people brought him in after his great performances the first two weeks. Back to earth a little bit with a 53. Um, I want to see how he goes with Cleary. Uh, sorry, Cleary. Uh, I've said that a couple of times to people that have asked for Isaiah Yo trading advice. I've always said, let's wait and see what happens um, when his number seven gets back. But yeah, overall, Penrith just clinical as always. For the Knights, mate, I didn't watch this game in full live, as I said. And I saw my Twitter blowing up about Kurt Mann, how useless he is because he went off with like a HIA or something. And then I checked the scores and the bloke scored 86 points. So I'm like, what more do you want him to do? But down to 12 men had to make a boatload of tackles and just racked up those base points. I think there's some some type of attacking or at least some create stats in there because he was in everything, Kurtman. He had a really, really good game. Uh, did go off for a HIA for a kick to the balls. Um, so that one was a bit random, uh, a bit shocking. Tex Hoy had probably his best game in the NRL. Uh, best scored a lovely try. Gagai continued to flip me off the bird. <laughs> and Dom Young just looks... Looks fantastic out on that wing. So he's locked and loaded for that for that wing now. So we, anyone um, that did jump on for him. Are we, are we thinking Frizzell? Like, are we upset with 55 being down 12 men? Would you expect he gets up, he gets more base stats up? Or are you putting him being down 12 men with the with the lesser scoring? Like, I never jumped on him, he, but yeah. I think he played through an injury this game. I think you'll find he's got a knee injury. Uh, and he played through it in the second half. I think it reduced his um, output a little bit. So we'll, we'll wait for TLT, but I think he might be out this week. Hey, Chris Randall with 27. Got hooked for Phoenix Croslin. I'm um, losing patience with Chris Randall. I think I might give him one more week uh, because he's still got a little cash to make, but his time in the sun is quickly running out. If they updated the jewels this week, I'd have an easy fix, but they're not doing it till week six, so I have to wait. Yeah, um, not ideal for him, but uh, yeah, I think his time in the in the spotlight is sort of coming to an end. And then we, I guess we touch on the Barnett debacle. Is it Momoseo? Is it Brody Jones? I think Brody Jones is back this week with COVID, so we'll get a good idea as to who's going to get good minutes. I really like Leo Thompson as well. Like he's what, 180K. He'll get a price rise this week, so he'll probably go up to 220, 230K. But Leo Thompson... Looks to be a pretty good cash down in the front row forwards, but yeah, it is what it is. You'll have to assess that come team list Tuesday. Uh, the Storm 24, the Eels 28. What a cracking game this was. Um, shout out game to, of the round. Shout out to Ray Stone. Did his ACL to win his team the game. Uh, what a clubman, but yeah, look, not great for an ACL. And then he's off to the Dolphins next year, so not too sure. We probably won't see him again this year, unfortunately. He's probably played his last game for an Eel. But what a play to go out on. Um, you can say that your last play for the club was to score the match winner against Melbourne in Melbourne. This was a phenomenally great game. Highlighted, as you can see, I've got a couple of green highlights here. Uh, two boys that went big, Pappenhausen and Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown, mate, he looked he looked like the he looked like the 2019 Dylan Brown, just taking on the line. Oh, sorry, 2019-20, whenever his rookie season was, taking on the line, look, looked really good. Like, he just... Racks up points left, right, and center, and then the attack that he gets on top is just is just an added bonus. He had a great game, um, and it was good to see him and Moses sharing more control in the halves. I think they're mm-hmm. a better side when they do that. Uh, Papa Lee was really good as well. I know he's limited, like in his ownership this year, but he was certainly good. Gutherson, I thought he was fantastic in this game, and obviously 
the the top three names for Melbourne. They they speak for themselves. It's the best game I've seen from Cam Munster in in many years. I'd say Pappy obviously benefited a little bit from a late try to boost his score up a little bit, and Cheese was Cheese. So. Yeah, I'd che- rather talk che- about with, the contest. Cheese with one head as well, hundred points with one hand. What a what a what a man! What an absolute stallion! It was just a great game, to be honest with you. And I, I kind of thought the Eagles had had really stuffed it up when Reed didn't throw the ball to Moses when they were up by six and kicked that field goal. And you know, next minute, Papenhausen's sprinting away and scores a level. And I'm like, well, Melbourne don't lose in situations like this. Mm-hmm. But as you said, a certain certain fella, you know off the big right foot step uh, to score the winner. I didn't know that he actually did his ACL. I hadn't, um, I hadn't heard that news. I knew obviously that it looked bad because he didn't get up after he scored the try. And after the game, they didn't have an update at all. So I didn't know he did an ACL, poor bastard. I'm pretty sure. Uh, look, I was sitting in the Thai restaurant in the middle of Newcastle when I was watching this game. Um, but I think, I think physio tweeted out that it looked pretty much like a, a textbook ACL, non, non-contact sort of blowout. But, yeah, I mean, anyone that owns Mitch Moses is called out for a try assist. I think I think you're having to lend yourself there. Come on, that is that ain't a try assist. I know that you're holding out for it, but it's very different situation. I know people are using the remember. In, I think it was round one when he put the kick in and the fullback let it bounce and sort of they, they scored off that. That that's a, I can I can cop that as a try assist, but a missed field goal that's not a try assist in my eyes. I started that so. I don't mind if he gets it. Doesn't not bother a, me. Not a chance. Not a chance. Um, but yeah, look, Isaiah Papali'i playing eighty on an edge. It's hard to pass him up. I just don't have the cash for it. And another premium front row forward today was bailed out by some late junk. And look, Pap, I, I Pap is looking looking good. And if he's going to be locked into playing eighty, then yeah, it's hard for me to to not take take him up on that, especially Jewel. Down the roads, absolutely. I'll, I'll look to get I Pappy in, but right now I've. Got a whole bunch of other flyers to put out, so I'm not thinking about anyone premium at the moment. I don't have IPAP, but I do have the regular PAP, and yeah, what a comeback from him. 107 points, even without the try, 90 points, and he was making me sweat. I looped Hines for, and for his 124, but PAP made me sweat, but overall, like it's just a, it's just good to see that him sort of back playing confident footy. Like I said, I'm just happy with the game itself. I thought it was a wonderful contest, so I'm happy all around. All right. Uh, the Raiders, 24. The Titans, 22. What a what a ripper Super Saturday this was. We just got banger after banger after banger. Like, all three games were fantastic. Uh, the Faders, the second half Faders, uh, flipped the script. And they scored 24 unanswered points. And just to come from, come from the clouds and win this one, um, Brad Schneider, rookie. 79 points after I just traded him out, doing it, making it very hard for me not to get him back in. Yeah, I did, well, I did the same thing to get Hines. It was the only way I could get Hines. So even though I didn't want to trade him, I had to. So I I guess I, in hindsight, I probably should have sold Sam Walker. But yep. I thought having Hines and Walker would be a good duo. And I thought they'd both go well this week. So unfortunate. Hey, um, Jordan Ruffin with an 88 top scored. Matt Tomoko with a 77. I'm going to skip over Tom Starling because I want to have an actual in-depth chat on him. Uh, Jack White with a 67. Elliot Whitehead with a 60 sort of rounded out the top scores for the Raiders. Uh, when it comes to the Titans, Big Tino Fasuma Malawi crashed over the white line. He top scored the match with an 89. Uh, Bo Fermor tied him with an 89. Uh, that's a masterstroke trade and I'm very happy with that one. Uh, David Feeder with a 72 doing sweet FA. I think he had two line line breaks, but could have gone very close, scoring two tries there. So, 
Coming up against the Tigers next weekend, I'm going to find it very hard to sell him despite the big price drop. Uh, Mo Fodawaka with a 70, Toby Sexton with a 65. He just looks so composed for a young half. I'm really, really impressed with him. Uh, Brian Kelly with a 67 rounds out the sort of bigger scores for them. So, Tom Starling, panic set in to the Supercoach world about an hour before kickoff because it was reported that he was coming off the bench. I didn't mind. I felt like this was just the Connor Watson role where you come off, the sting's taken out of the game 20 minutes in, and then you come on. And then it was the 25th minute, and I was like, oh, shit, Starling is not going to get that many minutes. But he definitely made use of the minutes that he was given. I think he played 55 and scored 70 points. Had a try assist and line break assist in there, but he was just look. He was passing the eye test, and he... Uh, I think I think uh, myself and the other directors at the Ramsey Resurgence will have to be drafting up a contract to uh, maybe get this man in next week because at 300 and... I think he was 340k, had a 40 break even. So he'll rise a little bit, but not astronomical. He he just looked he looked electric, and they played better when he was on the field. I think it helps Supercoach stocks that Matt Frawley and the Raiders were going backwards, and then Starling came on and, and really energised it. He's a, little, he's a little hooker, so I don't think we'll ever see 80 out of him. But, man, if he plays 65, like, must have, in my opinion. Yes, 65 maybe. 55 would still worry me a little bit because he's not going to get 70 points every week. Um, he, as a, In general terms, as a hooker, he looks fantastic. Like I said it last week, he reminds me of a really small, younger Damian Cook. So I certainly support it, um, but I, I'm on minutes watch personally. Yeah, the only reason I'm trading out is because there's a particular man that wears a white Madison headgear who is doing my head in after I faded him all preseason. You talked me into him, and he has done a sweet FA since. So, Red Money, uh, I've already told him. I called him into the office this morning and said, look, your contract's being torn up. Um, and, yeah, he didn't take that too kindly. So, we're on the hunt for a new hooker, and I think it might be Tom Starling. So, I don't have the money to go. Grant. I don't have the money to go to Grant, and this is like the situation. I'll touch on my, tra- I'll touch on my potential trades at the end of the episode. But it's a case of, do I use back-to-back trade boosts because then I can get Grant in or do I wait a week and see what Grant's role looks like post-COVID and, and with the cheese back? So we'll have a little discussion at the end of the episode. But overall, uh, great game, great finish. The Raiders, um, yeah, came back and, and played really well. Moving on to Sunday's games, to today's games, the Broncos 12, the Cowboys 38. This was a... The second half was just as one-sided as it can get. Absolute domination. Um, the Broncos, I said this on Twitter, have a fantastic, promising, good, young, damaging center. And it isn't Tony Staggs. I've been very, very impressed with Herbie Farnworth the last three weeks. Really crappy price at 450k. But he's just going looking for the ball and, and he's been the Broncos' best asset. Absolutely. In their back line, he has. Um, Staggs isn't getting much ball when he gets the ball, he's doing a little bit, but he's normally trying a little bit too hard. And normally there's an error, but somewhere between him and Cobo on the back of it, Cobo, I, um, I need to retract some things I've said in preseason. I don't think he's ready for first grade. Um, I was looking at it offensively thinking he was going to be some offensive weapon for Brisbane, but he's, in defense, he has some real flaws and they're starting to get caught out. Like under the high ball, he has that syndrome of, you know, rushing in from his wing a little bit Alex Johnson styles where he comes in and then, you know, his wings left open. So I'm not a hundred percent sure Cobo will last too much longer um, in the Broncos side 
But who do they I bring in? Bit... Like, they've got Branko Lee and Jordan Piera. Like, I guess that's okay cover, but I don't know. I just don't think Adam Reynolds is... I mean, if you shut down A-Ray, that's kind of the Broncos' strategy on that on that side of the field. Albert Kelly, on the other hand, he's looked really good. I think he's looked really eyes up. I think he's looked very electric, and he's providing the spark in the Broncos' attack. I thought, in general, that they they really lacked they lacked structure um, in the first half. They they must have had sixty or seventy percent of the ball, and they were down their end in the inside the twenty for a very, very long time. And they never really looked like scoring. It was all it was all just one up type plays and then kick kicking on the last and, and hoping that you would get a try off a kick. It was I thought they were poor to be honest with you. Um certain people had good games, you know, Paddy Garrigan, he was he was an iron man in this game. Harvey Herbie Firm, Farmworth, as you said, like he was the only person that looked like really making an impact or making any type of damaging run from inside their own half. Um, Stags was kind of, you know, sight unseen for a lot of the game. I think he only had about three touches maybe in the first half. I I was eating dinner during the second half, just listening to the bloody Nanai score every two seconds. So I didn't see it as clearly. Um, my desk, was, I could hear, my desk was, I could well hear and, the TV. <laughs> my, my desk was well and truly raised uh, an inch off the ground watching this one. Cause Nanai just, over and over and over again, racked me up points, and I was very, very happy. Um, let's touch on on the Cowboys. Tommy Dean and Val Holmes just killed it. Both got tons today, so big games for them. Nanai, he is going to be volatile. He's young, he's raw, he's green. He's going to make plenty of errors. But when he's on, he is on. And you've got to ride him through that, I feel, because last week he could have had 70 points. If you take out all the errors that he had, could have been a 70-point game. He just has a knack of making things happen. And I feel you've just got to stick with him. You've got to play him week in, week out. And you've got to understand that you're going to, you might get a crap score from him one week, but you're going to be rewarded for it with a game like a 90 point game. And, and none of his tries had line breaks as well. So, yeah, he's just full of skill. I'm very, very happy to own him. Very, very happy that I told everyone that would listen to take him over, over um, Lukey. And the Cowboys need to lock him down. He's off contract. They need to do everything they can to get him on the books ASAP. Yeah, look, like you just said, there's about six clubs chasing this guy. They're talking about trying to make him eligible for origin. You know, he's Kiwi born, but, the, you know, the bloody Maroons want him. Get so, him um, <laughs> from from a super coach standpoint, yeah, like you said, you can't expect that he's going to be Angus Crichton banging out 60-plus points every single week. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. That's what this game is. But he's going to be a good cash cow. Uh, and he's going to be better more often than not. So if you don't, just, if no, you don't, don't own, rush. If you don't own, is it too late with him over four hundred k? Oh, there's probably better options, um, but he's still an option. I'll I'll have a look this week because I'm a non-owner. Ooh, okay. Jason Tamalolo, sixty-two points with a glorious try assist. That was that was very Cam Murray esque. I am happy with this. 52 minutes straight. He was definitely coming back on. He was going to play 65. The Cowboys just blew them out, and Todd Payton said, you know what? There is no need for me to put you back on. As a neutral, as a non-Lolo fan, just seeing him progress week on week and getting better and better and better, well, I don't think we'll ever get back to his 75-point average days, but to see him play 52 straight, come off, and potentially come back on for the last 15, 
there's got to be some interest there. And if you don't own him, there's got to be a little bit of a worry there as well because he just it looks like he's running with a bit more vigour as well. He's playing good footy. Um, I, I've stuck up for Tom a lot of the last few weeks on this podcast as a non-owner. And I've told people not to sell. Um, and I stand by that. And I think, I don't know if he would have come back on for the final 15 necessarily, but he definitely would have been coming on for the final 10 or 12. You know, he would have bumped that score up to about an 80 plus score, which means that he probably would have scored about 60 without the the TALBA. So that's good signs. And, and like I have said the last couple of weeks, he finally got to play a game that wasn't, in North Queensland in the, you know, tropical humidity after rain and, and dying. And, and it was still in Brisbane and 27 degrees. So wait till he gets down to Sydney and it's a bit cooler where it has been cool this week. Let's touch on, on the elephant in the room, which is Tony Staggs and Selwyn Cobbett, that left-hand side. I think one of them, I think one of them's a sell, one of them's a hold and sell. you're selling both. Yep. Okay. I'm holding Cobbo just because, Unless you're going to May, there's no other real option. Oh, but I'm, yeah, se- look, I'm selling. I'm selling stags just because it's just too much cash. I wouldn't be playing Cobo um, if there's a better option. Let's say, let's say Morgan Harper gets dropped, like he should get dropped. Oh for boy, how bad! But sorry, we'll touch on Manly in a sec. But Morgan Harper had a game like, to forget. Are you, are you yeah, talking? Well, you're talking f- cooler. Is that where you're heading with this? Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Like cooler could could be around the corner because I'm telling you, Morgan Harper's had three bad games in a row and he's a defensive liability for that side and he, he's got a lot of handling problems. So there, there is an option that Cooler could come about. And I think if he gets in the side that he's going to hold that place, um, especially with their draw coming up, it would kind of be in his favour to get a run now as opposed to getting it in round one. So how many, it ga- could be how many an games option. has he played? He's played officially one game this year, hasn't he? I think he played round one. He's been 18th off man. Off the bench. I, I, think he, I think he's, yeah, off the bench. And then he's been 18th man the last two weeks. Yep. So you can wait a week on Cooler um, before, I guess, jumping the gun on him. So that, that's that's not that's not a bad idea. I would hold I would hold Cobo, um, but I would sell Stags, and we'll touch on that shortly. But yeah, the Broncos, they just did not look good. And, and Tommy didn't. He has had three pretty good scores. And is he an option? Look, all I'll say is Scott Drinkwater, uh, the year that we had the COVID pause, I remember he was started like an absolute house on fire and we got the given the five trades and pretty much everyone had Scott Drinkwater as one of those five trades and it burned every single think, one of us in the ass. So I think I got just, him in that week as well. I think, it was, I, think I got him in too. I, I'm just having like a deja vu moment. So like... Good luck to you if you started with Tom Didden, but personally, I'm, I'm not jumping on because I could see the same thing happening and you'll be down to 30 or 40 every week and you'll be going, shit, what I get this guy? Hey, I'll tell you what, Payne Haas owners were sweating bullets until the last five minutes, weren't they? <laughs> they were. He was got some not good, got some fantastic score. Got some good junk at the end there with a, with a, like three tackle busts and a line break. But yeah, I think he was on 45 points after like 75 minutes, which was not good. Um, but bailed out. Hey, Pat Carrigan as well. I think he had 55 after halftime. That didn't impress me because he does this every week. He plays 40 straight and then just pumps out a massive score and then does, and then Kevy just sits him for the entire second half. But Jordan Ricky went down and Paddy Captain, old Paddy Carrigan had to step up and yeah, 70, what, 73 points, pretty much all in base power. If he can play big minutes, he is a genuine option, but I don't trust Kevy to play him regular minutes. Yeah, let's just blame Kev, bastard. He needs to play him like Cameron Murray. He needs playing 
65 to 70 minutes, then we'll have a genuine keeper. Hey, do we do we look at Ruben Cotter or are we just seeing inflated minutes because Cohen Hess got injured? Because he played 60, scored 60, fantastic PPM. Cotter has always been a PPM beast, but he's never seen the consistent minutes. Do we see a world where he starts to play bigger minutes now? Let's wait till TLT and talk about it on Tuesday. Are you are you keeping him up your sleeve? I don't know. He's I available. Need to look into available, it, to be honest with you. Hooker. And I didn't see the second half, so <laughs> just available hooker. Very similar, Kurt Man. Just making tackles for fun. Uh, the very last game, Manly thirteen, the Bulldogs twelve. My hot take for this week was DC to outscore Turbo. They both finished on sixty-two. So for the last hot take of the week, where we're sweating bullets on updates, but. Look, Turbo scored 62. Turbo will update. He will update, but boy, he put the team on his back. He, I think he had 22 runs. He was, he could have gone for a lot more, but I think teams have sort of worked out how to defend Turbo a little bit. And oh, what a, if you've held him this week, do you hold him long-term? Because you knew you, were, yeah. you, you knew you were copying the massive price fall, but now you get the draw that opens up. Yep, Turbo's just—he's staying now. So he, like you said, he—he he was taking—he was taking the hard runs. He at the end, he was still taking the hard runs to get him up the guts and get him in the position for that field goal. And that's just what Tom does. And they have worked out how to how to you know multiple man him so that it shuts him down. But I'm sure they'll come up with a plan to to try something new eventually, and we'll see. Turbo getting some big scores again. He, he's not too far off. Like he's still. Like I think two of the three weeks he's gotten sixty plus, which you know is isn't a bad score. Like it's a couple of years ago you would have been quite happy with that. It's just we're used to fullbacks getting tons nearly every second week, and that's the problem. Turbo hasn't done that yet, but it's coming. It is coming soon. Like he was held up in the first half. You give him an extra thirty points, and with his updates, he probably does score a ton. So he's trying hard, but they have worked out how to how to shut him down a little bit. Ruben Garrick, 69. Nice. Top scored. Uh, Brad Parker, 66. Uh, Kieran, uh, Kieran Foran, 65. Cherry Evans and Turbo, 62 each. For the, Bron- for the Broncos, for the Bulldogs, they're a lot better than I thought. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, yeah, it's like I said, like I said last week, they'd hang into that contest with, with Brisbane and, and it was the same this week. I I did think that, I didn't think that the Manly were going to smash them. They, they haven't been in the form to smash them. And then when the, you know, the hurricane came and hit that ground, it definitely was going to be a, a tight contest. Bulldogs got out to an early lead. I, I was quite impressed with the dogs overall. You know, I thought they played with a lot of heart and soul. They, they're still need to work on their structures and whatnot in attack, but they're hanging into contests. They're not giving up. They're not getting trampled on by any means. And they're certainly not the worst team in this competition. Um, someone just made a comment on our 
Payne Haas slander, saying the Broncos had no ball. It's not Payne Haas's fault. Why could Carrigan score 75 points? So, hmm. Hey, um, so for the Bulldogs, Max King needs to play 80 minutes. We need to make a petition to get Max King playing 80 minutes a game because he's a weapon. And Trent Barrett, stop stifling him. And stop stop stifling my super coach team, please. Um, but overall, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about here. None of them scored over 60 points. Paul Vaughan with 51 was sort of the top scorer. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of it. Hey, let's move into our favourite segments of the week. I have a lot of guys here that are getting sent for 10 and or sent off. Tyrell Sloan, Sinbin. Luke Keary, Sinbin. Chris Randall, Sinbin. Any popular trade in this week, kick out Olakawatu, Peter Hiku, etc. Sinbin. Not pulling the trigger on him yet, but not ideal considering how highly... Apart from Josh King and Nico Hines, did any other popular trade in really kill it? I can't think of any off the top of my head. I just want to say I told you so on Hiku, by the way, but yep. I know. Keep, I fa- keep going. I, I faded him because I had to. I, I, and people in the chat are like, do you still want Hiku? And, and they're laughing. I um I couldn't make it work. So I, I'm like, oh, I have to stick with Firma. Like, that's a bad thing. And then in hindsight, that was that was brilliant. Um, Will Panasini in the sin bin. Corey Hadawiranaira, your boy, in the sin bin. Uh, Selwyn Cobo, I've put in the sin bin. And I've put Stag sending off. That's, yeah. And Max King, also in the sin bin. Uh, sending off uh, Cody Ramsey. <laughs> it just hasn't, hasn't worked out. Uh, Big Stefano, 10 weeks out with the syndesmosis. Move him on. Eli Katoa, you've got to sell him. I said this after round one, after his great score. With no SJ, like, I just don't see the upside. Move him on. Angus Crichton, move him on. Mitch Barnett, he'll move himself on. Uh, Reed Marnie as well. It's just not worked for Reed Marnie. And Tony Staggs, mate, who are you sending, sending off or sin binning? Uh, I've only got one definite send-off, and that's Ethan Bullimore. Oh, we didn't talk about him. Boy, he got hooked. Not hooked, but like an hour before, we saw that he got moved to the bench. Played no minutes. In the final game, too. So, like, I could have played. Like, don't get me wrong. My bench was absolutely shot this week. Like, looping. that The AE, for me, was pretty easy because there wasn't many guys left. So, I was, I was only going to get, like, a 20 or a 15 anyway from who was left. So, to get Bullimore, then get you know, drop to the bench and play fuck all minutes. Oh, it was frustrating. It killed my score off completely, as did Turbo and a few others. It was funny, actually. I didn't mention this earlier. I think I got five tons this week and no one else scored above 50. Oh, that is how two-sided it was for me this week. Like, I, I had five blokes score 100 and Tago score 94 and everyone else was literally, like, most of them are under 40. It was deplorable. I had one, two, three, four scores over 100, two scores over 90, and one, two, three, four scores under 50, and one of them was my AE. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't up and down week, but if you nailed the, the, the big guys and you, you did, you did well, obviously. Um, Nico Hines with a 250 point affair definitely does help boost the, the rankings. Just credit all the boys, we stuck solid. Full credit to the boys. Uh, our Lord and Saviour, Nicholas Hines. He is obviously getting a big full credit. I think he is. He is a new mascot of this show. Um, I've put my, my Nico agenda aside, and I'm now one of his number one fans. Hey, Cam Murray. Big full credit to Cam Murray. What a, just what a performance. 
Um, the Panthers' left-hand side minus William and kick out. Big full credit to them. Luai, Tago, May. Uh, big full credit to the, rooster, to the Roosters? No. Big full credit to the Storm Spine uh, minus Jerome Hughes. Uh, Mad Dog, Pappenhausen, Cheese, all three of those guys killed it. And Dylan Brown, big shout-out to, to him as well. And shout-out, I never thought I'd be giving a full credit to the boys to Val Holmes or Tom Dearden as well, but there was a couple other good performances from this weekend that were hard to mention. I mean, Isaiah Papali'i, Kurt Mann, just two of the ones that come to mind. But, yeah, there was just there was way more tons this week, which makes for better supercoach scoring. There's no one left for me to give full credit to, except you actually left Munster out of your spine comment. So no, no, I'll I, give I'm pretty full sure I said Mad Dog. Munster. I think I said Mad Dog, but yeah, I mean he was. Uh, he was, I never call he him was that. Breathtaking, like he was. He just looks so much better, and like as a Queensland fan, he's all that gives me hope for this series coming up. Can my hope for TLT is just give me some cheapies at center, please? <laughs> it's not even that I overly need him. It's just that I want to sell Cody Ramsey. I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> Um, okay, so do you have any sort of, what is it, 9 o'clock on a Sunday? Do you have any sort of rough trade ideas in your head? Um, well, Taylor May's coming in. Uh, it's just whether or not I get rid of Bullimore and move um, Isaac Tago up or whether or not I get rid of, because um, I've still got Sean Russell, I can just go Sean Russell down. I've also got about 150k in the bank, so I'm hoping to do an upgrade somewhere, but I'm not sure where yet. Where yet? It might actually be at centre. It just depends. I, I'm happy to play Billy Smith um, for a few more weeks and see if he can find the stripe. Uh, Penasini, I'm happy to play week in, week out. I think I, you know, if if he has a couple more weeks where he goes like he did this week, that would be a concern, but I don't think he will. Tago's a safe play. I think Talon May's a safe play. Um, so yeah, I'll probably aim to get a forward um, and strengthen that area because yeah, CHN this week for me going low. The attack dried really up, hurt. mate. The attack dried up. I was so frustrated to see him score because I know how bad he can be when he doesn't get the tries. So the attack yeah, did dry up. The, that wasn't the thing, but like he only had three hit ups. He never Ooh, only has three hit ups, and and that's where the difference was. He he made a lot of tackles. The majority of his score is tackles, but if he's not getting the hit ups, then he's not getting the, the create the, the base try chances, stats, yeah. which is his chalk and cheese. I, I I was watching the game carefully in that first half. I got to admit, I went to bed at halftime. I, I thought it was done and dusted. I just thought that they were getting towed up by the Titans, uh, and it was going to be like forty to six when I wake up, not the 24-22 that it ended up. Um, but yeah, they just they kept cutting him out, and I couldn't understand why they were doing that because he's he's such a weapon when he does have the ball but it was frustrating and then I got Connor Watson who again like I know he got 70 last week but it was back to you know another 40 this week after the week 140 and he looked good though. Fletcher Baker hasn't worked out for me at all like that that I, I'd hold I'd, I'd hold Watson I'd hold Watson like he looks good like he, he looks genuinely threatening I get that but like by the time I sell if like if I sell Bullimore or Thingo, uh, I might have enough cash to go Watson say to Fafita, for example. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so I've got two. Del- so I just need to have a look. I don't have I don't have dilemmas, but I've got two options. So option one is no trade boost, and option two is trade boost. I'm kind of leaning towards holding off the trade boost because I the way I planned them out preseason was one early, two through the buys, one for the finals week, and having one for disaster. So I don't really want to force my hand on a trade boost if I don't have to. 
So I was thinking of Sam Walker out, Brad Schneider in, obviously. We're just going to admit we got it wrong there and, and bring him back in. It's going to give me plenty of funds to go. Um, we can then go... Sorry, I'll give the trade boost option first. Sam Walker out, Brad Schneider in. Reed Marnie out, Tom Starling in. Chris Randall out, Harry Grant in. Or I wait on Harry Grant. I wait a week on Harry Grant. See how he goes with COVID. See how he goes with the minutes with cheese in the side, whatever. And we just go Sam Walker to Brad Schneider and um, Reed Marnie to Tom Starling. We give Randall one more week of price rises because Grant's not going to make any money this week or next week, sorry. And then we bring Grant in the week after. Um, I've still got Sean Russell on the bench. I've still got uh, Vail on the bench. But Sean Russell, if he comes back, he'll play a couple more weeks and then see if I'll be in. I'm leaning towards not using the trade boost and waiting a week on Grant. But yeah, I'd love to get your your thoughts. Yeah, if Grant's not moving and you want to, like Andy, he's coming back from COVID, I'd, I'd just wait the week and, and not trade boost probably, I think. Boy, howdy, I wish we traded Sam Walker instead of Brad Schneider. Mm, would have scored more points too. And I would have had a shitload of cash in the bank. Yeah. Um, hey, someone's, yeah, some, frustrating. Someone, frustrating. Said, someone said full credit to Josh King. No, not full credit to Josh King. Stuff Josh King. He frustrated me. I thought that <laughs> I didn't think there was money to be made long term, but man... He, uh, he was good. In all seriousness, like he was really good. And I think he plays prop, to be honest. I think Nelson goes to the bench. Um, next, I got next week. sucked in to listening to people on the internet. And I saw Cheese was back and yep. people were making comment on how he was going to take away from King's minutes, I got cetera, sucked into the same narrative. It got sucked into my head. And instead of, I took King out. I had King on the Saturday or I can't remember what day they played. I think it was a Saturday. I had him, had him in. And on that morning, I switched it. So I used some of the extra cash that I had in the bank and I turned King into Eisenhuth, thinking that Eisenhuth could be a sneaky pod from Penrith and it did not work. It cost me about 50 or 60 points. So not happy. Oh, did you, did you go Eisenhuth? Yeah, I thought the jewel might come in handy for me with oh, trades in the coming weeks and I thought he might make some sneaky cash. Um, someone said, what's the highest score I've seen around? Uh, 1320 I've seen is the highest score. Um, in one of my, in one of my leagues, I haven't looked too hard on the internet. Um, mate, I reckon that's going to do it. Um, I know you have to go to bed. I'll happily sit back up and answer a couple more questions for, um, for another 15 minutes or so. But, um, yeah, you've been listening to the Dual Position Podcast. I have been your host, the SC Whisperer. I've been joined by Brew SC. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday, mate. Hopefully, um, I get some green arrows and hopefully you... What realistically for you? What are you hoping for? Just to sort of tread ground, or are you, do you think you'll make some green arrows? I think you will from where you're ranked at the moment. Yeah, my rank shit house. If I can, I don't know. If I can push close, somewhere closer to the fifty, sixty k range, then I can hopefully get a few more good rounds and see what happens. But yeah, yeah I'm off, not off to a good start. <laughs> if I can get into the top five k, I'll be happy. Um, NRL fantasy, mate. I'm into the top fifteen hundred somehow, so I'm doing better on that than I am super coach, but. Um, that's going to be everything. I'm going to say goodbye to you now, Brooks. I'm assuming you got to pop off and, and cats can get some sleep. Um, I'll be hanging around answering hey. some more questions for the next 15 minutes or so. Um, but yeah. All right. See you guys. See you, Brew. Ciao. All right. Um, it's just, just,